I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with your card out. days late again. I'm sorry, I will get this fixed this weekend, I promise. Things will uh, have settled down a little bit and I'll be able to actually uh, record and get it edited out on Sunday this time, I promise. Anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, without delaying it further, let's talk about what we're going to be listening to today. Today? Tonight? Whatever. I don't know why I'm questioning myself. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> so for episode 66, we are going to be listening to Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge, an NES game that was released April 1990. We don't really know for sure exactly when, but this game sort of acts as a sequel to Metal Gear for the MSX. That was, uh, of course, one of uh, Hideo Kojima's uh, babies. And uh, this one was developed by Konami, so it's an official Metal Gear game, but it's just not canonical because... Um, I believe this is a correct uh, story, I suppose. I've heard this on Retronauts a few times. I think Jeremy Parrish is the one who tells the story. I don't think it happened to him specifically, but or an interview, but I forget exactly who. doesn't matter. The anecdote is that Hideo Kojima went to Konami of America and was speaking to some people there, and I believe it was Konami of America. Maybe I'm incorrect. I don't remember. doesn't matter, right? Stop questioning yourself. Just tell the story, Jason. <laughs> anyway, he um, got in an elevator with somebody, and they were talking, and... The other person mentioned what he was working on, and he said, oh, I'm working on Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge, or something to that effect. And uh, Kojima was quite surprised, because he had no idea it was happening, so there was a sequel to a game of that he created that he was like, oh, I didn't know you were making this. That seems odd. And it was only released in, in the United States, so yeah. Um, as far as some of the stuff behind it goes, I'm not really too sure how much of the game got used in further Metal Gear series. It's kind of one of those... Uh, I don't want to say things I've never really been interested in playing. I think I tried it for a little bit when I had the cart, and I was like, ah, this is not what I was looking for, and uh, immediately kind of sold it, so yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to go through and listen to a bunch of the music from this game. Now, I couldn't really find an official soundtrack, so I sort of had to uh, dig a little dig a little uh, deep on finding stuff, and the list I found are some, let's say, unofficial uh, track names, so we're just going to kind of go with that and just... Uh, go with that so anyway um oh you know what i actually suppose i should talk about who composed the damn music huh so the composer was sutomo ogura and sutomo ogura also worked on adventures of bayou billy um which doesn't sound like very much but if you listen to that soundtrack you're like oh damn this is some good stuff uh gambare goemon gaiden on the nes uh gi joe for the arcade turtles in time uh jikyo Oshaberi Parodius, which is the third Parodius game which is um parody gradius so it's a joke sort of game, uh, uh, Gradius-type game, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Ogura's also done a lot of sound effects and sound supervision stuff. Uh, Turtles in Time, he did the, um, like, sound, or he was in charge of the sound effects, from what I could tell. 
didn't seem to compose a whole lot of music outside of this. And I think about, about 2002, he sort of seems to have dropped off the face of video games. So I don't know where he's gone since then. I didn't dig too deep into it because um, that's not what this podcast is, right? Right. <laughs> if you want, if you want really in-depth stuff, you need to go to um, the Games and Junk Game Club where I go maybe a little too in-depth with uh, where some of the staff is uh, these days for games. Anyway, moving on. So let's go ahead and let's start listening to some of this music, shall we? So as I mentioned, some of the tracks I found, um, they might have odd titles. So we'll just kind of go with what we got, right? Anyway, so the first one we're going to listen to is the Mission Introduction Theme. I would say almost from the get-go, you could kind of tell this was a Konami game, uh, especially with that kind of like drum roll thing going there. It's a little, you know, I don't want to say this is a little short. It's exactly probably as long as it needs to be because, again, this is an NES game and you sort of have to uh, make compensations for that, I suppose. <laughs> and yeah. Also, I didn't really explain why I decided to do Metal Gear Snake's Revenge. The reason was, as I mentioned on the, on the last episode, I've been collecting video game vinyl and I went to, well, let me rephrase this. I saw that Metal Gear 2 was going to be put out on vinyl, so I was all prepared to go buy it and then I saw an announcement that Snake's Revenge was also going to be on vinyl and I was like oh cool I'll just get both of them at once I um, ended up oversleeping a little I work graveyard as we've discussed and that um that sort of screws up your sleeping schedule overslept and by the time I got there the Snake's Revenge was just completely gone so now I'm sort of in uh in the winds there with that and hoping that I can get one from a uh a vinyl group uh, that I'm a on in Facebook and hopefully somebody there can score me one because I've got an extra Sparkster final that I'm willing to trade or uh, trade and sell a little combination of both. Anyway, it doesn't really matter if any of you guys are listening. Hey, if you uh, happen to come across a uh, Metal Gear uh, Snake's Revenge vinyl, I would really appreciate it. So I decided uh, since I can't actually get that on vinyl at the moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it on my damn podcast because uh, this is a way to vent my frustrations that I couldn't get one of the albums I wanted. Right, right. So, yeah. Anyway, next up is going to be the Jungle Infiltration theme.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that, because if you didn't, you have no taste in music. And also, um, I enjoyed it, so then we're at really odds here, aren't we? Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I also hope you really enjoyed it, because there's a reprise of that, and we're going to listen to the reprise of that right now, because why the hell not, right? about 100% sure that there's really not any difference with that. I think there's maybe a little bit of like a beat difference to it, but <laughs> it just doesn't seem like there's too much difference to it. But hey, it was there and I thought it was like one of my favorites from this anyway, so I might as well just throw it in there, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. It's my podcast. I'll do whatever the hell I feel like, right? <laughs> so anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track. And it's completely different this time, I promise. And that is the Underground Corridor theme. I kind of just realized that this game sort of fits in with the um, original intent of this podcast, and that is uh, video games with great soundtracks that aren't very good to begin with. Not even this podcast, but the uh, written form of this I had originally started. Just, uh, yeah, bad video games with great soundtracks. And hey, what I've heard, Snake's Revenge is um, certainly a, um, um, let's say, functional video game, and maybe that's about all you can really say for it. So, yeah, I mean, granted, the original Metal Gear on the NES was barely a functioning video game at times because it just wasn't really built to handle that sort of game. But, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I... 
Uh, this is one of those weird soundtracks that I really like and am not really attached to the game whatsoever. But I'm also a big fan of the Metal Gear series, and this is just sort of one of those that, like, I don't know why this really has to exist. I'm not a huge fan of it, because, yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and we'll move on, and we're going to listen to the introduction theme next. Definitely one of those things you feel like, oh yeah, um, well, maybe not, because I feel like if I told you this was Metal Gear, you could think, oh yeah, totally Metal Gear, but if you weren't told this was a Metal Gear thing, you'd maybe not think that, but I think once you hear it and you're told that, it's like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense as a Metal Gear theme. A lot of the soundtrack does not really, I don't want to say vibe as a Metal Gear thing, but kind of doesn't feel like it vibes as a Metal Gear soundtrack at times. It's just a little too peppy, a little too, a little too much on the Konami action game soundtrack thing, you know, and I guess Snake's Revenge is probably a little bit more of an action game than a stealth game, like, just based on what I remember and based on everything I've heard about it, it just doesn't really play like a Metal Gear game kind of by itself there, so, yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is the Metal Gear boss theme. And no, I don't know if that is the Metal Gear as a boss theme or just the Metal Gear boss theme itself, so just bear with me on that. Not sure why I went so low that I kind of did a snake impression. Anyway, here it is. feels like it'd be a little bit more at home in like a Ninja Turtles arcade game or something to that effect. That is way too kind of, uh, way too up-tempo for that shit. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the Metal Gear missile launch theme. So I'm assuming this is when the Metal Gear launches missiles because I don't know what else would launch missiles, but unless there's a ongoing uh, missile launch theme that goes throughout the Metal Gear series that I am unaware of, like completely oblivious to, because yeah. Anyway, here it is.
seriously up-tempo. I mean, just, god damn, this is a good soundtrack. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it would fit in with a Metal Gear game, but again, Snake's Revenge doesn't seem to actually be a Metal Gear game, so hey, whatever, right? Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the Big Boss theme, because Big Boss is in this game. I don't know how that really functions, but I suppose we can see. So anyway, here's the theme. Not really what I would expect from a uh, big boss theme, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. It's one of those things that I have uh, the later entries in the series much more implanted in my brain and thinking what a goof kind of big boss is. And you like listen to this and then you're like, you know, it doesn't really seem like it would match because, yeah, it just I don't know. And then there's also the, just the big melodramatic fight at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, the, uh, you know, a very bad version of Tekken uh, that you play on the on top of Metal Gear. It? Yeah, I believe so. It's been so long since I played that game, I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. So, anyway, moving on. Actually, before we move on, why don't we talk about a little uh, business here? Let's get the business done right here, smack in the middle, I suppose, is about where we're at with the middle. So, um, if you like this show, I would really appreciate if you go over to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. Over there, there's a link in the show notes, too. But over there, if you kick in a dollar a month, you will get a hearty thank you from me uh, from a message, and that will be the end of your rewards. But if you kick in $3 a month, you will get bonus episodes at bonus episodes where I talk better than this, I promise, of Rock Out With Your Card Out. You get two of those a month. In those, uh, you we, we will go over the last, like, five years uh, in increment, or five-year incremental years of, gee, I, I've never found out a good way of describing this. Okay, so basically what I'm doing is every uh, every one of those, I go the that half of the month that we're in, and I go back in time in five-year increments. I'm trying to find a more succinct way of describing that without saying that, but it doesn't seem to be coming out uh, out of my dumb mouth. So anyway, so that's what we're doing over there with those. So for this episode, that will be going up, I think, tomorrow or on the 15th. Uh, so yeah, within the next few days, it'll be the um, it'll be the July, like early July we'll be covering and games that came out in 1986, 1991, 1996, 2001. 2006, 2011, and 2016. I'll be covering some games there. Now, of course, there are going to be some games I pass up. Last episode ended up being two hours long because there was so much that came out in that in those uh, years in late June that it was um, a little much. So I actually kind of pulled myself back a little bit. It's still going to be a pretty lengthy episode, at least an hour. 
So if you're looking for like an extra at least two hours of Rocket with your card out a month, that's a good way to get it. It's $3. Also, I do a video game movie podcast with my friends John Lucero and Vanessa Cahill, and you will get bonus segments on that show as well. You'll also get a catch-all feed for all the podcasts I do over here at the Games and Junk Network, which is just my site, effectively. <laughs> and that also includes the Games and Junk Game Club, where I am writing silly a little bit at the beginning of those. You might check them out. I started sort of with the Firewatch one and really wrote a, a full-fledged one for the Pokemon or the new Pokemon Snap episode and did one for Dishonored that I'm quite proud of. It's really, really dumb and really, really silly, and I kind of like how it came out. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, and for $5 a month, you will also get everything I mentioned on the previous tier uh, and um, also on the $3 tier. All the podcasts will be in higher quality audio rate, so all the podcasts will sound better. Much more important to this one, of course, because we're playing video game music. So, yeah. Anyway, so for $5 a month, you also get a shout-out on the show in addition to all the other bonus stuff. So, for that, I got a shout-out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper for backing the back of this thing and keeping the lights on and keeping my sanity going, making me feel like I'm not talking to a void. The $3 here seems to be finally picking up some steam there. I've got, I think, four new people over there. Um, but, yeah, if you want to go check it out, please go do that. I, uh, the $3, $3 tier is really where I think you get the most bang for your buck, but the $5 tier is, uh, of course, I'm not going to complain if you want to do $5, but the $3 tier, you get a whole lot. And then the $5, of course, you get a shout-out on every single podcast we do. So you'll get at least, like, uh, let's see, there's six episodes of Rocket with your card out, or four, technically, because the bonus episodes, I don't really do the Patreon stuff because you're already paying for it, so why do it, right? Uh, two episodes of Multimedia Failure Month, and also one episode of the Games Junk Game Club every month. So that's at least seven podcasts that you can shout it out on, which, it, for me, is always cool. I really appreciate when I have some of my favorite podcasters, like, actually shout me out. It kind of makes me feel good, so, yeah. Anyway, moving on, we're going to listen to the ending and staff roll theme. I know that was a long way to go to get there, and uh, but yeah, so again, I, I'm trying to do this because it seems to be working more in the middle of the show than at the end of the show. I've suddenly gotten a rather large, not large, but I mean comparatively large, a bump in Patreon backers since I've done it in the middle of the show versus the end. So just kind of expect it uh, thrown kind of in there uh, sneakily. And yeah, because it's sneaky because it's Snake's Revenge and it's a Metal Gear game, which is a... Uh, tactical stealth espionage game. Anyway, moving on here. Uh, ending staff roll three. I am so sorry. Please don't pull your Patreon money out of this.
kind of weird, mellow, dramatic almost, uh, almost a little spooky at times with a little thing going on there. Kind of like, eh, this could work in a horror game too. The NES equivalent of a horror game anyway, <laughs> which is uh, non-existent for the most part, outside of what, Gone Home might be the scariest, and it's even not really that scary. It's kind of hard to be scary with that stuff. So anyway, moving on, we're going to go on to the enemy alert level one theme. really appreciate this one. Uh, the sort of sound in it really does make it feel like, oh, stuff's got to shit. I don't know what to do. I need to run. I need to run. I need to run. And that's kind of the way Metal Gear plays out for me every time. Um, sort of the way Dishonored played out for uh, Vanessa. Um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go over to the Games Drunk Game Club and uh, listen to our thoughts on uh, Dishonored because uh, Vanessa um, tried to be stealthy and uh, succeeded very very little at that, and then uh, uh, all hell broke loose, and she just ended up murdering uh, pretty much everybody in Dunwall at that point. Yeah, it's funny stuff. You should. It it's funnier than it sounds because she describes it so so eloquently and very uh, very humorously, <laughs> and she's very um, very down on herself and how poor she is at that game, and it's pretty funny. So yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is jungle base theme.
All right, that definitely kind of sounds a little bit more like something you would hear in Metal Gear. It's, um, you know, it's kind of not a whole lot going on, but just nice little ambient music to, like, sneak around to. Like, oh, yeah, I should, I should. Oh, hold on, let me do my solid snake impression here because I sort of started doing it earlier. It's like, all right, I got to sneak around. Let's see what I can find. Yeah. On-site procurement, okay, I got it. That's not bad, right? It's not terrible. It's also not great, but hey, whatever. I'm no David Hater, okay? Uh, yeah, also the voice I did on uh, uh, the Dishonored Game Club uh, really, really shot my voice, and I did that weeks ago, and my throat still hurts from that voice. So yeah. Anyway, moving on, let's go ahead and let's listen to the Metal Gear Fortress theme. Again, I'm not sure if there's some uh, overarching uh, Fortress theme that happens in the Metal Gear games. Again, if there is, I'm completely ignorant to it, because I don't think there is. But that's just what this is labeled, and we're just going to go with it because I don't have a legitimate copy of this. And, uh, of course, I can't get a legitimate copy of it on vinyl unless some nice person sells me a copy. Because, yeah, scalpers. God, I love them. Anyway, here is Metal Gear Fortress uh, theme. Yeah. I really like this one, how kind of like haunting it is almost. It really does seem to fit in with a Metal Gear game. It just has that sort of, again, really good like ambient feel to it. But the nice thing about some of the NES chiptune stuff, when it's ambient, it's also memorable because there's a lot of like strong melodies to it. And this one, I think, really kind of hits it home pretty well. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's listen to the next one. And that is the Munitions Compound theme. A lot of location and compound theme type stuff, things going on here, right? Anyway, here it is.
I think that's almost a telltale sign half the time um, of a Konami production of sorts. Is that little like kick drum, kick percussion thing going on there? I don't really know what it's called. I I had a co-host at one point who was uh, good at uh, like instrumentation stuff and helping me out with that and helping me out with names as far as what was what. And I'm terrible at that stuff. I just like to talk about video game music and video games in general. And that's why I thought it worked so well. And then things happened and now he's no longer here. So anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not going to get into that weird little uh, thing there. Right, Alex? You're the only one who knows, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, so that was the munitions compound theme. And we're going to go on to the boss theme. No, not the big boss theme. Now is there is a boss theme. I do wonder if at some point they just like thought like hey what do we call what do we call like the final boss in this what do we call like the big boss what do we just call him big boss yeah that's awesome and if that was how it went i should design video games because apparently i'm a genius too (laughs) anyway here it is the boss theme Right, so that was the boss theme. Nice little catchy ditty there. Uh, again, when I think Metal Gear boss fights, I don't really think of uh, you know up tempo kind of uh, you know uh, high BPM type stuff like uh, this game seems to be producing. But hey, whatever. Anyway, we're gonna move on to one I forgot uh, because I had it didn't download it apparently. But anyway, I was looking at the list and I was like, wait a second, I didn't do that one. It was supposed to be a few tracks ago. Anyway, here it is. This is the Comrade Captured theme. whole hell of a lot too but i thought it was catchy enough that we should throw it in there i mean anything longer than like 20 seconds or 15 seconds i think like hey that's fair game i think we can put it in there so yeah anyway moving on to the self-destruct theme and now that i'm back on target here and we're uh going right along here hopefully this is uh I- i'm starting to notice like everything just has theme at the end of it so we're just gonna go um and assume that this isn't a uh, overarching um self-destruct theme that happens in the Metal gear series i'm again 100 sure that isn't a thing so yeah anyway here it is self-destruct <laughs>
if that doesn't convey that shit's going to hell really fast there, I don't know what does. That is just one of those things of like, go, 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 get out of here, go, 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 skit, 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 get, go, go. I love it. I kind of just dig those are like really like almost nonsensical sort of things where you're just like, hurry the hell up and move. Those things where I can feel like my just palms sweating out of like reaction, basically. Like, um, I I think it's called Hammer Bros mode is what I described it as, where my hands get sweaty. Hams, my hands get sweaty. Hams get sweaty. Can you imagine if I had hands that got sweaty? That'd be weird. Anyway, hands get sweaty. Uh, My uh, grip on the NES controller tightens and I just start running around and uh, losing any uh, like sort of a sense of control that I have uh, in a video game. So. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on to the arms cargo transit theme. Nice little laid-back thing. Yeah, not really much to it. I mean, it's sketchy. It's typical, you know, Konami NES music. Just catchy stuff. There's almost never really a bad soundtrack on the NES that Konami uh, kind of worked on. It's all pretty solid stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to hit... We're going to go ahead. I am talking way too fast. Slow down, Jason. Easy on the caffeine, bud. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last track today. And that is going to be the Password Codec theme.
catchy little thing to put a password in, right? I kind of appreciate that. Nice little uh, bit of music there, and uh, just that little that it throws in there. I kind of like that too. It's a weird little use of the uh, of any sound chip or sound waves, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter, because that's the end of the episode. So, here we go. Here is my uh, big F you to the universe for uh, me uh, trying to sleep a little bit. Uh, you know, not more, or, you know, God, less than three hours I think I got, and I still screwed this up uh, for not being able to get that final. So, anyway, uh, yeah, if any uh, people from that VGM vinyl group that I happen to be a member of on Facebook um, happen to have an extra copy of Snake's Revenge when it comes out and are willing to sell slash trade, I have, uh, again, the um, Sparkster uh, vinyl extra, one of those. I think it's a clear one. It's coming. Anyway, I've got, I bought one, and it's already here, and then I bought another one, and apparently I forgot I bought it at some point. So I've got another one. Hey, I was a little weirded out when I saw the shipping notification today. I was like, hey, I already have that. Crap. So now I'm doing what I do with uh, video games and I'm buying multiple. So now I've got to uh, actually apparently um, start doing a uh, cataloging of that because at least with the video games, I had an excuse. I mean, I have like thousands. So, I mean, it, oh, Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to Rocket With Your Card Out. As usual, uh, you know, go to patreon.com, as I mentioned earlier in the show, slash games and junk, and you can kick in uh, as much money as you feel like over there. There's a bunch of tiers over there. Again, the $3 tier is sort of the best bang for your buck, but the $5 tier also gets you shout out on the show. So, yeah. Also, we're on social media. If you just go to the show notes, I have all the social links there. I have a social media manager who is doing a fantastic job of keeping me promoted and all that jazz because, God, I I was, uh, let's say, I certainly was the um, captain on the Titanic on that one. Just, uh, yep, yep, there's an iceberg. Oh, shit. I should have hit that. Should I have? I should at least try to steer away. Anyway, so yeah. So yeah, all that stuff's in the show notes. And again, you can go rate and review if you want to on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling themselves these days. Apparently, it doesn't mean much of anything, but hey, whatever. I would really appreciate it if you did it anyway. But what you can do to help spread the word about the show is tell somebody. Just tell somebody that you're friends with and or, you know, chumly with anyway and be like, hey, there's this great video game music podcast I listen to called Rock Out With Your Card Out you should check it out because if you don't have enough money to help me uh, get this thing going here uh, maybe somebody else does maybe you have a rich friend of sorts who would like to contribute and uh, if they want to really contribute a lot I'll, I'll make them a temporary co-host on like once a month or whatever they want to <laughs> I don't give a shit at this point Ugh. anyway I certainly appreciate every single donor I have every one of you guys kicking in really means a lot to me and it really kind of baffles me that it seems to be mostly for this show I, I don't want to say this seems like the most niche of niche uh, podcast that I do I, you know, ranking every video game movie ever made sounds really niche, but video game music is also very, very niche. It's even more niche than video game movies, I would think, because, yeah. Anyway, yeah, because I guess you can't go to a theater and just uh, listen to video game music, although I guess if you go to a video game movie, you might hear some of the video game music. I'm rambling. Anyway, we're going to end this podcast now, and so, yeah, just tell a friend. I really appreciate it, and tell them I don't do this rambling at the end too often, so, yeah. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Great! I knew that groove was in your heart.